Yeah, it might be a case where he gets his rhythm back during the playoffs, which would be amazing. He gets his rhythm yeah. back after the Ulster break. You never know. Or maybe right. he doesn't go on a heater and he's like just an average shooter, but really reliable for the rest of the year. I'll take that over, um, oh, October, November, you're amazing. And then you fall flat for the rest of the year. So give me just yep. 36 or 37%. Uh, that's totally fine with me. So I would be curious to kind of see if they would like run Trey Lyles in there as well, like the small ball five kind of situation. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting what he does with the lineups once that happens. But overall, I'm just, you know, I'm excited, um, you know, that we're like, there's guys that we can notice and like, you know, that have the potential to be good, especially off the bench. I feel like Mike Brown's going to dig into them after this game, especially on the turnovers. I remember some point, I think in the beginning of the third quarter, um, he had the mic set on and they were just like, what did you think about the first half? And he just immediately he was like turnovers. Like we, we gave up too many turbo turnovers in that first half. So I expect him to clean that up as well as free throws. Welcome to the sports ethos Kings cast. It's daily joined by my co-host Naima and Elizabeth, what's going on? Hello. A, a less than enthusiastic hello, uh, deservedly so, because the Kings just lost to the Golden State Warriors. Um, first quarter, it was a back-and-forth battle, as expected. I loved what I saw from Keegan Murray. He cuts out the nail for a turnaround jumper. Herter continues to struggle. Barnes keeps the Kings close with a nice floater and a three. Five minutes and change to go. Uh, Fox drives in for a signature layup. Sasha was not too bad on defense. I'm just saying he guarded Kaminga most of the time. Um, I think Kaminga during that time was like one for two on field goal attempts. Uh, I loved what I saw from Sasha. He got a he hit a right corner three off a of DHO, and then he hit a sidestep three from the top of the arc. And oh my goodness, if Sasha hit that three from the logo, from that De'Aaron uh, pitchback that he got. Oh my goodness, uh, the arena would have exploded. And I tweeted this. I'm just saying, I think Sasha's getting more and more comfortable. And I love that he's either he's like the second or third person off the bench. So I know Mike Brown has trust in him and he must be killing it in practice as well. Uh, I loved seeing Fox hit his step back three from the top of the arc. And then interesting lineup with about three minutes to go. Uh, it was Fox, Duarte, Javal, Sasha, and Monk. And I, I thought that's when. And I'm probably wrong. Who knows? We could look at popcornmachine.net and see how much uh, of a disparity that lineup caused. But I could be wrong. It looked like they were doing well uh, on both ends. Liz, any takeaways? uh, And Naima, any takeaways from the first quarter? I definitely like what I saw. I thought we were being aggressive early. Uh, I thought defensively um, we were doing okay. but I feel like Darren Fox has to get going earlier than the fourth quarter. I mean, he can get to his spot at any time. Um, Harrison Barnes, I would love for him to be more aggressive like he was in game one. Uh, I feel like he shied away from that. And I mean, he had a, he only shot five times tonight, which I just, I don't like that at all. Uh, Kevin Herter, God, <laughs> like I feel so bad for that man because you know he's just – I think he's in his own head because obviously he's not making anything. Um, so I just wish he could find his freaking shot. But 
overall the first quarter I thought we came out um, you know really aggressive. Uh, you know Keegan, I love what I keep seeing from Keegan. I think he's being aggressive really off well as well. But yeah, that's pretty much my takeaways from the first quarter. Yeah, I agree with all that. Also, I really loved how Sabonis was like aggressive from the start. I know he missed a couple shots and he was like one of four, but like he kept shooting, which, um, which I want like from last um, game. I wanted them to set up Sabonis this game in particular early, so I like that aggressiveness. Um, Sasha hit some threes. I really like what I saw from him. He wasn't that lost on defense. A few errors, but um, I'm sure he the way that Mike Brown is easing him into the game by starting him um, in the first half, like the first few minutes of each of those quarters. So I really like that as well. Um, yeah, I agree with the, with Liz with um, getting Darren like set up early as well. He, he, he went nuclear in the fourth, but I'd like to see it more in the first quarter. He got it going in the second, in the beginning, especially with Curry out. But yeah, rather have our best player um, come out early yeah no doubt and i'm glad you mentioned fox's uh his shooting like his three was hitting in the second uh keegan's defense was solid uh he got so much better on defense uh he either forced misses or passes on kaminga and cp3 um and i like seeing keegan he was at the point of attack on cp3 at one point for a little bit uh sabonis was battling as usual he had like two warriors on me and he made a fantastic putback just an absolute warrior, and I think he already had a double-double by that point. But again, uh, Curry was killing it. He had 18 in the first half, which was disappointing. And, and Warriors are just so hard to beat when he's on one. Um, third yeah. quarter, that's when Keeks started getting abused. He got hit in the face, no call. He gets blasted on the floor uh, by Kaminga, and he got charged for blocking, which was ridiculous. And then the Kings went cold. And then that was ball game pretty much um, until, you know, the comeback in the fourth. Curry goes out, but then the dubs were still in rhythm and they hit their threes while the Kings were not. Yeah, I, but I did like what I saw from Keegan. Like, even after he got hit, um, he, like, went on the other side and he blocked CP3. And then after a missed shot by um, – I, I don't remember who exactly missed the shot, but I remember him getting the – uh, offensive rebound on Looney and the putback. So I really liked his aggressiveness with that and not letting what happened, like a missed shot or something like him getting in the head, um, like mess him up. So that was really good to see. Yeah, I there was a point, I don't remember which quarter it was. I believe it was the second quarter, but Keegan, no, it was the third quarter. Keegan got up so freaking high on our offensive rebound. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit. Like, I've never seen that kid jump that fucking high for like anything. He gets the rebound and he puts it back in. I mean, the growth that we've already seen from Keegan Murray is just like, it's already like a major leap. Um, so yeah. I enjoy watching him, especially on the defensive end. He's moving his feet very well now. Um, but yeah, when you have Steph Curry going off and making the shit that he was making and you know what I mean? Like the third yeah. quarter, they just obliterated us. Like they kept getting open. They were freaking getting to the basket each, yeah. everywhere they could. The turnovers were the turnovers and the turnovers on like points that they mm -hmm. got from our turnovers. Absolutely, like that's what sealed the game. Our free throws, we fucking sucked tonight at yeah. free throws. So I guarantee Mike Brown's making them fucking shoot a shit ton. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like I, I told people the first game, this is going to happen. We're going to have nights where we can't fucking hit shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? These games are just going to happen. It is what it is. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm happy. I mean, Deer and Fox, it's just, 
it's so enjoyable to watch Deer and Fox and Steph Curry just kind of go at it. Um, you know, Steph Curry is one of the fucking greats and he can just do whatever he wants to do. Uh, but just watching Deer and Fox, just not afraid to fucking go toe to toe with him. Like the fact that I think he had what 17 points at the half and then ended up finishing the game with 39. I mean, and I think most of those, I'm pretty sure all of those came in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. So the rest of the points. So it's just, it's absolutely insane. And it's just a joy to watch, um, you know, Deer and Fox just do his thing out there. So bonus, I will say did and like a remarkable job tonight on the fucking glass. I think he finished with 18, uh, 18 rebounds and 19 points. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. fucking solid. Um, I like that he was shooting outside. I thought that, you know, he was kind of watching as Looney was kind of leaning off of him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just the third quarter, I think, was what sealed the game again. Yeah, especially on, like, the turnovers. They were, like, such terrible turnovers because it would be transition points for the Warriors, like, on at least half of them. We had, like, nine uh, turnovers in the first half, and we cleaned it up in the second, but it was just, like, those those transition um, points off of turnovers is what killed us because they were just getting out in the open and scoring easy layups and things like that. So we got to definitely be better than that. And like what I particularly noticed in this game was we scored 72 points at half the last game, but we didn't even have 72 points throughout like that um, third quarter, like halfway through the third quarter, we had like 70 and I'm like, my goodness, like, we were just not shooting well at all in last game. We made everything this game. We couldn't hit the side of a, <laughs> the ocean if we wanted to. So, yeah, um, I'm sure we'll have better shooting lights, though. I will say, too, the JaVale and Monk connection is just mm-hmm. – it's so special. It just is going to – it's going to grow so much. I mean, we've already seen just from two games how special it is. So it, that's just going to grow, you know, with the, you know, minutes they play together and things like that. Um but yeah, just a just a bummer tonight to lose, you know, the first home opener, obviously, because that's kind of what we wanted to see from this team. Like the growth of this yeah. team is to start winning games at home because that was such a struggle last season. Uh, so to start the season off at home with a with a loss is disappointing. But again, if it's going to I mean, Stephen Curry with two games, the last two games in gold one fucking center, he's scored 91 fucking points. I mean, it just like what the fuck can you do? <laughs> um, like they tried to throw so much shit at him, they were blitzing him, and yeah, you know, I mean, Chris Dorote, I thought tried his absolute freaking best on him. Um, no, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I he, thought Dorote and Curry was interesting because that didn't happen until later in the fourth. Because yeah. Davion did his best, and and this isn't on Davion at all. Like no one can stop Steph Curry when he's on a heater. Period. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, the, I feel like the doubling actually started to work because. Uh, we saw some turnovers from Curry after um, they started doubling. Yeah, he scored, like, I think six or eight more points after the doubling, but I think we should have went sooner with the doubling. Maybe that would help. Um, I don't know. It's Curry, so you have no idea. But it didn't happen until the fourth, right? Like, Yeah, exa- yeah it didn't. It was, it was, like, until, like, maybe the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. That's when we started doubling, and that actually started to work. But, yeah. yeah, and then with 10 minutes to go in the fourth in – this isn't a panic statement or anything. Uh, Kevin Herter had zero points. He had zero points yeah. for the game. Unfortunately, uh, I did love seeing Duarte and Curry, like you said. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was on. Uh, he was defending the point of attack in preseason, and it was nice to see yeah. them uh, go back to that here in the fourth. Um, I just loved how Domas asserted himself all game, and I love seeing mm-hmm. Fox carrying the team. Great late in the fourth uh, i tweeted that this was a freaking commercial for under armor curry brand 
with uh, both of their guys just going off. So mm-hmm. fuck it. Curry hits the dagger in that game. Uh, we're going to open up, open up the mics. Um, I'm not panicking on Kevin Herter, but with this perform- performance, since he got blanked, is uh, are we still at 10 games uh, for his leash? Quote unquote yeah. leash? Um, yeah. I'm cool with it. I yeah, think- I think you have to be, but the thing with Kevin is I would like to see because Right now, he took tonight. He took five shots. All were from mm-hmm. the three point, you know, three point range. I would like to see because he was so good last year at kind of getting like back cuts, getting to the basket. I would kind of like to see that Kevin kind of come around just to get something going for him. So kind of he can get like a rhythm, kind of get some confidence back because I just see a guy who just is down on himself. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. And of course, you know, I would be too if I'm, you know, not making shit. I mean, it's it's hard when shooters struggle. It's it's mentally it's hard on them. So I would like to see Kevin kind of go through like maybe like a little bit of mid range, maybe work his way through some backdoor cuts, things like that, because this offense is capable of having that happen. So I would like to see him start with that, and then he can start to work himself out. But yeah, I would say you have to give him like a ten game ten game leash. And if he's still declining, I mean, then you know I'm sure that's something Mike Brown's going to definitely look at. Yeah, hopefully, you know, uh, Keegs uh, shares his sports therapist with him, uh, you know, something because, uh, you know, hopefully he needs to, he needs to get out of it. Period. Um, Shout out to Keegan too, real quick. He was man. again second um, team rebounder. He, had, he finished with seven, but again, he's I mean he's getting those boards. So I absolutely love Keegan. Just not only doing what he's doing on the offensive end, but like he's getting rebounds. He's doing those little things as well. So when he's not scoring. Um, you know, he's contributing a different way. So I absolutely love that. Yeah, like, to go back on, like, Kevin Herter, like, I was just, like, I was just curious to see how many minutes um, he was going to play in the first half. And Mike Brown only gave him six minutes. And looking at the box score right now, Chris Duarte played 26 minutes and Kevin Herter played 16. So I think that switch is going to happen pretty soon if, again, Kevin doesn't start hitting shots and everything. But I yeah. hope he does figure it out. It's it's rough watching it and everything. This game kind of reminded me of Game Seven um, of the first round uh, last season. So yeah, know. the third quarter definitely reminded yeah. me of that. Yeah, I'm just, like, they this took is, control. Oh my god! Like the only thing that was missing was us not getting rebounds, but the free throws, the turnovers, it was rough to watch. <laughs> yeah. And the shooting and the lack of rhythm. It goes yep. on and on. It yep. was it was quite frustrating. <laughs> Domas Muse, what's going on? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Obviously, a little bummed about that loss, especially the Warriors. Um, but obviously, early on in the season, um, I liked our our board game with Sabonis getting those 18 rebounds. Um, for me, it did seem like he was a little bit more aggressive, which I like. Uh, Keegan Murray. Just the confidence that he's had the these first two games, you can really see that, especially from last year. He he's not afraid to pull up anymore. He's not afraid to talk a little bit. He's showing a lot more emotion, which I love. I love to see that. Um. Uh. But I said this last session, and I was said, you with our games where Fox is our leading scorer are like we have a losing record when fox is our leading scorer um 
with him as their leading scorer. And that's something that I said I didn't want this year. And it, like we saw tonight, he came in clutch. Of course, he will do what he does, but we shouldn't be having that many games for him coming in as clutch as he needs to be. I would like to limit that number down. Obviously, we still want him to get those high-scoring points. But that's for me, that's something to keep an eye on. We move on. What, we got Lakers next? Time to whoop the Lakers because fuck the Lakers. So, thank you. Fuck the Lakers forever, ever. Uh, for Facts. sure. Yo, Ross, what's happening? What up, everybody? Um, tough loss. I mean, nothing you could do about it. You guys kind of nailed it. It was just getting flashbacks of Game 7. Um, but this ain't that team this year. They they had that moment um, where it was just a little bit too big for them. Uh, Warriors were getting in their head um, as much as I hate to say it. And in the second and third quarter, they just were playing with zero confidence. And that's not going to happen too many times to this team this year. But I can't blame them. It was a crazy series last year. It sucks. And it's still in their memories. But you know, these are the things you need to get out of the way. This is the thing that Mike Brown can talk about and say, okay, you lived with this now. What are you going to do about it? Um, they kind of had a moment in the third quarter where they just couldn't hit a free throw and the lead went from about, you know, would it kind of stayed in single digits to kind of getting away with getting away from them. But um, I'm not worried about this team. You know, they, it's a really long road and not even just including this year, including like the next couple years, this team is just going to slowly build. And there's so many things I like. Um, Sasha looks like a really solid piece. He's a little slow footed on defense, but he's such a smart player that he's going to fit in. Um, Duarte, he is going to be, you know, a solid guy for Mike Brown. He's going to have a hard time not keeping him off the floor because he plays such good defense and he's such a high IQ guy. He can handle the ball. Um, you guys nailed it on Herder. He just needs to let the game come to him. Uh, you know, get that free throw line jumper going like he did last year and he'll be fine. But, you know, our two big guys, Fox and Demon DeMontis didn't really look scared. So nothing you can really do about this game except take it on the chin and move forward and, you know, Kings are probably going to have a tough night's sleep tonight, but it's a long season and, you know, you need one of these. It's it's a good wake-up call, and I expect them to come out ready next game. And the next time we play the Warriors, I expect them to be super physical and not get caught up in the moment. So keep your head up, y'all. Long season, and we're 500, so we're looking good still. There you go, Ross. Thank you so much. And, yeah, growth mindset, it is what it is. All they could do is is – take this as a teachable moment period and they're going to learn from this i'd rather take our bumps early than later uh deep what's up yeah one thing i uh, i actually want to say on kevin herter and okay full disclosure first off um because uh i i do have a little bit of a bias um with herter because right now okay it's a little bit about, about me right now i'm living in albany new york uh kevin herter is a is a, is an Albany, New York native, so I'm a little bit biased towards him, and like I want him to do well, and like all that all all, all that stuff. But like, I mean, Herder's struggles aren't like they're not like they're not necessarily new, right? Because like Herder Herder is, is 
I guess Herter is kind of like he, he he's a pretty streaky shooter. Like last year, he started off white hot. Then you know each then like like I mean uh, I, th- I think it was like in January February he started to cool off, and then in March he turned it up again, and then in April he cooled off again. Um, so I mean I I, I I mean we've seen this from Herter before. We've seen him respond. It's just like it's, it's just a ma- I mean to me it's just it's more of a matter of time before he gets that rhythm back. You know. Yeah, it might be a case where he gets his rhythm back during the playoffs, which would be amazing. He gets his rhythm yeah. back after the Ulster break. You never know. Or maybe right. he doesn't go on a heater and he's like just an average shooter but really reliable for the rest of the year. I'll take that over, um, oh, October, November, you're amazing, and then you fall flat for the rest of the year. So give me just yeah. 36 or 37%. Uh, that's totally fine with me. Right. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Liz or uh, Naima, anything to add? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're pretty much covered. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. It's been a long day. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the second game. I mean, Mike Brown is playing with the lineups a lot too. Uh, we're seeing a ton of different lineups out there. Like at one point, we saw Davian and Davion and Fox in there together. I think it was only like a couple minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I do really like what Sasha's doing. I love his quick release. Uh, he had a nice like backdoor cut, I believe, tonight. Uh, Malik Monk just continued to playmake too as well. Um, if Herder's going to struggle, I would like to see Monk get a lot more minutes. Uh, he only had 18 tonight. I feel like he needs to be up in you know the 20, 20 to like 22 to 26 minute range um, off the bench because he just does so many good things. Uh, you know, tonight he was he only shot four times, so that's like crazy for Malik Monk. But he had, I believe, six assists. Like that's crazy. Um, he continues to play make off the bench. So I, I would love for him to get a lot more minutes, um, you know, especially if Kevin Herter is struggling as well. Uh, but yeah, just a, just a crappy loss. But again, it's only the second game in the season. Um, you know, we play these guys three times within the first month of the season. So we're going to see them quickly uh, here on Wednesday in their home. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen once, you know, uh, Trey Lyles does come back. I think, you know, he is definitely – a piece that we are missing, I think, especially on like the defensive end, because he is bigger. Uh, so I think he would, you know, maybe in some situations, because at one point they had to take out, uh, you know, I think Kev, you know, Kevon Looney wasn't doing too good. Sorry, was getting in foul trouble. So they put in Trace uh, Davis Jackson or whatever his name is. So I would be curious to kind of see if they would like run Trey Lyles in there as well, like the small ball five kind of situation. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting what he does with the lineups once that happens. But Overall, I'm just, you know, I'm excited, um, you know, that we're like, there's guys that we can notice and like, you know, that have the potential to be good, especially off the bench. Uh, I would like to see Davion, you know, be more aggressive on the offensive end. I think, you know, he only took two shots tonight. Um, I'll give him a pass though tonight though. I mean, considering he was running, chasing her Curry, like all game long, I'll give him a pass for only taking two shots. Uh, That has to be exhausting. So. But I know what you mean. It, it would be For nice sure. to see him take like five or six shots. Um, and then Harrison Barnes, it's like he only took five shots. And I think I would totally spam the shit out of the Harrison Barnes bowling ball that he is when he drives. I mean, that's such a way to generate points when we're our outside shooting is cold. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, I was disappointed that he didn't take more shots because, I mean, he was four or five tonight. and You know what I mean? Like. It's like, come on, Harrison, like, you know, like he was so aggressive the first game. And I don't know, maybe it was just defensive, like defensively. He just didn't think he could be as aggressive, um, you know, because the Warriors are obviously a better team defensively than the Utah Jazz are. 
Uh, but his free throws, he was one of four to nine in free throws, which was like kind of concerning because he usually makes his free throws. So, but yeah, I mean, they'll just, like I said, they have to get over it. You know, one, one loss, you know, shouldn't just completely derail your season, you know, get over it, you know, move on to the next game. I mean, we have the Lakers coming into town. That's another obviously tough team that's going to be coming. Uh, you know, they're great on the defensive end. So yeah, just got to, you know, watch the film, move on. And then, like I said, we'll see these guys again on Wednesday and uh, down in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not really worried about the Kings at all. It's just the second game and everything. I expect this to start off way better in uh, the game against the Lakers, another emotionally taxing game when when we play the Lakers, I feel. So um, I expect to win, honestly. Um, I feel like Mike Brown's going to dig into them after this game, especially on the turnovers. I remember some point, I think in the beginning of the third quarter, um, he had the mic set on and they were just like, what did you think about the first half? And he just immediately, he was like turnovers. Like we, we gave up too many turbo turnovers in that first half. So I expect him to clean that up as well as free throws. We had the same problem beginning of last year as well on missing free throws and everything. And we cleaned that up. So I, I expect, um, better on Sunday. Well, I mean, turnovers too tonight. I mean, 14 yeah. is like not crazy, it's not terrible, but it's just yeah. the points that we were giving up off mm-hmm. of those turnovers is what fucking killed us. I yep, mean, yep. we were just continuing to let them get out in transition. Obviously, yep. when you have a guy like Steph Curry in transition, he's going to fucking kill you from the three. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Chris Paul tonight, I thought was outstanding, just how he was like making that offense fucking flow. I mean, I think he finished with like 11 assists. I mean, I think that's kind of why they got him is to kind of do that for that team mm-hmm. is to kind of like facilitate Organize them. Yeah. yeah. Like facilitate. And he was kind of getting to his little like mid range jumper too. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a growing lesson and you know, yes, we like our starting five is obviously the same from last season, but pretty much all of the bench besides Monk and Davion are all fucking new. So, you know what I mean? I mean, let or Trey allows when he comes back as well, but you know, so it's going to take some time for those guys to kind of get used to each other. And like I said, we saw a lineup with like Fox was on the floor and there was like Sasha, I think Monk, um, JaVale. I mean, there's like some new guys getting mixed in as well. So it's not going to just like automatically click. I mean, there's going to be some mistakes and offensive or defensive like laps and things like that. But um, yeah, like I said, they just have to learn from it. And that's, you know, basically all they can do is learn from it and get better. And um, I saw a lot of positive on the defensive end, but again, I also saw a lot of negative too. Yeah. And like, even though like we shot really bad, the shots that were being taken weren't terrible at all. We just didn't hit those shots like we were hitting against Utah in the first game. So I expect definitely those the same shots we get to hit those as well. So I'm not worried. Good to see y'all. Um, everybody who spoke, we appreciate you. We are out. Enjoy your Friday night. Hopefully you, uh, I don't know, have a little drink in your hand maybe or you're watching your favorite show, doing something. Uh, just be safe, whatever it is. Have a good weekend, y'all. We'll see you Sunday. Beam unit is out. Go Kings, win or lose. Good night, y'all. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.